You're listening to the Slavic Literature Pod, your shelf-help guide to all things Slavic. I'm Cameron Lalana. And I am final boss fight Matt Karasimovich. <laughs> and, and today we're covering, and if you love the DMV, today this chapter is for you. We're covering part one, chapter 24 of Vasily Grossman's Life and Fate, the DMV episode. It is Zhenya trying to get a residency permit during uh, her time in Kuibyshev, uh, which will give us an official way to live in this city, which will give her an official way to get food, which will make a lot of things easier for her. Right now, she could be arrested and charged to a certain degree uh, if she's found without those documents. It's And it's really based on the fact that they are not looking too hard that she has not already been caught with such, right? She's, she's trying to avoid her roommates. She's not going too near the police, certainly not trying to get in trouble. Um, and you have a pretty harrowing, uh, pretty difficult set of circumstances that follow this whole quest. Um, let's talk about it. Where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with yesterday when I said, have I talked about this? Oh, yes, I've definitely talked about this point. And then I had not talked about it, I don't think, but I think I had written about it. But it made yeah. me think that I had talked about it before because I was like, wait a minute, I distinctly remember just doing something with this. So anyways, 24 days in, I'm losing my mind over the series. <laughs> it's a great time. But my point that is kind of talked about a little bit more today is this uh, situation of the... Moscow evacuees or really the whole country's set of uh, evacuees when they are placed crammed jammed into into just one city and the narrator describes these huge institutions were squeezed into cramped little buildings the editors of the most important Soviet newspapers received visitors at tables where after office hours children prepared their lessons and women did their sewing there was something strangely attractive in this coming together of the weighty apparatus of state with the bohemianism of the evacuation. And this is something that is, I'm not sure it's sort of incidental or how it all works, but this is something that I was reading about as well. Uh, I'm not sure I, I this can be accepted as fact, but this was one point of an article I was reading about uh, Grossman on the front and it posed that one of the reasons why he enjoyed being a journalist on the front was because of the fact that he really wasn't overseen by the sort of state apparatus in the same way that people in other parts of the country were, because on the front line, it was literally that it was the front line. There was no room for like, for like secret police to be snooping about doing whatever it is, you know, slinking in corners, whatever they do, um, because it was literal warfare. Right. And so in the same way, the kind of, um, dissolution of place uh, where these institutions used to exist no, no longer is it. And the institutions are just the people that make them up. And, it, you know, there are still, you know, secret police out and about. But I, I think that the compression of everybody into these, these small spaces and the uh, just sort of the intermingling of of state duty and your your personal not just personal duty but just who you are as a person i think and there's a critic dmitry bikov who also holds the same view that this is a really uh, 
a clear instance of the book of the sort of freedom that is granted to people or that people feel that is not present in other parts of the book. That the, the harder the state comes down or the sort of, I don't know, right? In the, in the worst situations, that is where you see freedom and that is where you can see life and vitality. And it's a very strange thing to appear in these places that we don't expect them to. Yeah, for sure. And also as a corollary to that, because we've talked about the bureaucracy up to this point, we've talked about it in the context of Getmanov, we've talked about it a little bit in the ways that it can be a little little dehumanizing for if you're in a bad communal apartment. Hey, maybe you and your 10 best friends are in the best communal apartment. I'm sure that happened at least once. But, uh, you know, for, for the most part, you're with strangers and it's at the luck of the draw, right? So we also have, and this is made very apparent, I think, to that line you talked about, how much the bureaucracies are the people in them. And I think that also, again, humanizes in a weird way this bureaucracy because it's not like a strange machinery that makes things happen or don't make things happen. It's the people in them. Uh, when Zhenya is trying to get her permit, everyone in it just kind of throws up their hands and says, I don't know what I can do. Um, and, it, you know, it seems like that's real. She goes to uh, the office and uh, the person there says, like, I-, I can't help you if you have to submit this form first. And it's not even it's not personal. It's not he's denying her. It's just not his job. And as she thinks, it was his absolute calm that was so bewildering. If he had got angry, if he had shown irritation at her muddle-headedness, Yevgenia would have felt it would have been easier. But he just sat there in half-profile, unhurried, not batting an eyelid. She's not special. She is simply one more body coming before him that's taking up a little time of his day. And that happens this whole turnaround. Even when she gets the right documentation, they say, not enough evidence. It's so frustrating. And then suddenly she mentions it offhand to someone else who says, oh, let me deal with that. And suddenly all those barriers melt away. And it's revealed the fact that none of these rules, none of this machinery is in real life, is simply what people believe they can or can't do or should or should not do. And that was makes all the difference for everyone in, involved. Yeah, Grossman says you really can achieve your dreams, everything you want and more, as long as you know someone who can do you a favor. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's still I mean, true. In many, I mean, this is just true of any bureaucracy in the Discord today. I, I worked in healthcare for about a year uh, and dealing with insurance companies. Cameron, did I ever tell you you're a hero? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please. I was, I was like a secretary. And I would go to like get like tested because we were in healthcare during the pandemic. And they'd be like, oh, thank you for your, I'd be like in my scrubs. And they'd be like, thank you for your service. And I'd be like, literally, please don't do that. You're like at a, Oh, you're such a liar. I saw you the other day wearing scrubs just to get thank (laughs) you. But yeah, like the, like insurance companies made me homicidal the way in which they clearly didn't want to help us. And, you know, I knew that that was not the case because if you reach the right person, then you, they could cut through the tape easily. No problem. But everyone else who was like, sorry, I can't help you. Um, would really slow things down. So to today, when we were living in Russia, I was able to get certain passes that I was not able supposed to get because I didn't have the right documentation or whatever. I just found the person who clearly didn't care about their job the most. And sometimes that took two or three times. But if you ask enough, you'll find the person who will issue you anything because they don't care. Uh, That's how we got some stuff ahead of time. So, yep, still, still, uh, still useful to today. Maybe not useful, but still treated it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the only person that's, that's helpful aside from this one older friend who, who does this favor for Genia is the, the, the other people in line. These are the only people that sometimes are like, oh, yeah, you can cut in line. I mean, you just have to ask a question. Why should you have to wait in line to just ask a question? Like, they get to know each other because because everybody is here every day waiting in line. They get the same, like, probably, they're, they're probably not, like, 
uh, I don't want to say like not important, but this is like things that people shouldn't be waiting in line all day to get resolved, right? That's the kind of crux of it. Uh, and the the fact that I mean, I I would uh, I don't know what I would do, quite frankly. The the, the real horror of the book, like imagine you had to wait in line at the dmv every day multiple days just to get something basic for sure not even to get a driver's license like get the application to get the driver's license (laughs) and it took like a week yeah i people in the u.s like we couldn't handle that i well i think if you've ever dealt with healthcare, then you've probably just imagine instead of being on the phone for about three days you're just there in person and uh it's already pretty bad but it can be worse that's the moral of the story it can be worse it can be worse i don't know i think we're getting there i was uh, slightly off topic i was just like talk, it was like related to healthcare. I was talking to my girlfriend before we started and she was like telling me that someone she knew who a local hospital um they they admitted these people and then it took a while for the doctor to get there when they got the bill they billed them by the minute for all the time they spent waiting not even in a room in the hallway for the doctor to come see them Hey, well, that's an expensive hallway. What are you going to do? <laughs> no. Always got to eat. <laughs> Always got to eat by the minute, apparently. But mm-hmm. anywho, that's all I had to talk about today. Yeah, the, there's a, uh, there's, th- th- those are my two kind of points for today. It was, uh, I like this chapter. This was a really funny chapter to have spliced after the chapter 22 with Gitmanov and, and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Great arcs of chapters here. But anywho. We'll see this slightly reframed tomorrow in some, in some, in some additional context. You will hear from us again soon.